Mistress Mia's Dungeon. I'm your hostess, Mistress Mia. And you know the brazen bitch, the badass Bala, <laughs> the hot mama java, Master Jai! Yay! Me! <laughs> God have mercy. <laughs> I'm going to keep getting better and better at that. I bet <laughs> it's, you it's are. It's going to be great. <laughs> One day it's going to actually sound good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> no, <laughs> that will never sound good, but I'm going to keep doing it. Oh, okay. Good to know. You're going to keep saying stupid shit, and I'm going to keep being stupid about it. How about that? You should be so proud. I'm so proud. You know, there was a story we are going to tell. Is there? There is a story, and I'm trying to think of the story. Hmm. Mm. Good luck with that. Good luck with that. <laughs> oh, yes. I remember my story. Okay. So, there once upon a time. <laughs> in a magical kingdom far away, downstairs in the dungeon. <laughs> Actually, this didn't place, take place in the dungeon. So, I had this lovely little slave boy. He answered one of my postings on Fat Life. And he told me that he wanted to come and clean my house. Oh, and, yes. Yeah. And he was the one person I already knew, for one. But, two, he wasn't like... Wanting me to accommodate him with all his fucking needs. You know, I had one slave write me and he's like, oh, I want to come over. But can, you know, Dahlia and Veda and all the girls watch me? And can I be naked? And can I do this and this? And I'm like, shut up, you fucking bitch. No, you can't. <laughs> Needy little prick. Anyway, uh, this was the one person who I thought, you know, he's not thinking with his dick. In fact, he came... He put his cock cage on like a good boy and he gave me his keys. And so, you know, I disciplined him a little bit, gave him in some incentives on different things. Like if he didn't do as he was told that I would punish him later the next time I saw him. And when I left, I hid the keys. So, Coincidentally, my mother, she comes out and she sees this man standing in black lace panties with, you know, a very obvious big bulge and a maid's uniform. And my mother asked him, are you doing a play today or... <laughs> <laughs> or are you the little housekeeper? And uh, he was like, I'm cleaning your house, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> your mom loves it when people come clean the house. She does. And she laughed and she thought it was so cute. She's like, yeah, you look kind of cute in this little dress. <laughs> <laughs> she said the only thing he was missing was pigtails. Oh, next time. Next time. That's what I said. So needless to say, after he did a fabulous job cleaning, he called me. And um, I was with my sister and I said, I'll tell you where the keys are, but first you have to send me a picture of what you were wearing and what you look like. And he's like, you know, I'll, I'll send you a picture, mistress. I'll be good. You know, so of course he sent me a picture with him in his cock cage. So that will be posted along with this lovely <laughs> podcast episode <laughs> on WordPress.com. <laughs> 
And um, yeah, so at the very end of the day, I told him where I hid the keys and, you know, he was off for the day. And that is a good fucking slave boy, you know, someone who's prompt. He comes in and, and do what he promised he was going to do. He committed. He wasn't all about himself. You know, he didn't have to get off. He didn't need gratification. It was a simple fact that he said, I have helped him in more ways than one, and he wanted to give back to me. So he's going to come once a week. All right. So take that for a good example, little fuckers. <laughs> and I came in later that day, and I saw the note. I saw the list. It was a long list. It was a long list. Yeah. And do you remember what I had on the top of the list? I do remember. <laughs> <laughs> it said... Hello, slutty, whore-ass, monkey arm boy. <laughs> <laughs> With your bald head and beady eyes. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was like, you called that man monkey arms. You're like, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Too fun. Yeah. All right. So. Speaking of maids and cleaning houses. Yes. You know. You know that neither you nor I were subs. We're just not. But we thought, what better way to pay tribute to our lovely subs by saying the hows and the whys of 1950s power exchange dynamics and talking about 50s housewives. Right. And we have a good friend who wants to be, wants this type of dynamic. Yeah. She wants to be a 50s housewife. We have a couple of them, really. We do. Yeah. We do. All right, so a traditional 1950s 24-7 MS or DS home is usually where the master or dom holds mo all or most of the power, is the main decision maker, and is usually the breadwinner. The sub in this kind of dynamic is usually the homemaker, which means they take care of the home, the family, the kids, and the master, etc. However, this structure can be heavily modified to fit the needs of your household. To many of you, this may sound outdated, but hopefully after explaining what you can gain from this kind of dynamic, you will begin to think of the 1950s dynamic differently. Whoa. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. Thank you. Leave it to Beaver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. June Cleaver was lovely. You know, I, I know this is way before our time, but I watched Leave it to Beaver and, you know, who wouldn't want to be her, right? They had some great kids. They did. Imagine they weren't that. the little bastards they raise now. <laughs> <laughs> right? Little fuckers. <laughs> right? So I, then, have, I have some of them. Uh, right? <laughs> <laughs> did you raise little fuckers, Sean? I did. My kids are good kids. I was going to say, I don't think they're little fuckers. Other people might think they're little fuckers, but I think they're good kids. Okay. I don't like other people's kids, though. Mm, can't say I blame you. <laughs> so the benefits. There are many benefits to having 1950s dynamic or implementing some faucet of the 1950s into your life. The first that comes to mind is the structure of the 50s provided very clear cut roles and responsibilities for both the dom and sub. The breadwinner or homemaker dynamic has been modeled for us time and time again by our parents, grandparents, and TV film, of course. And it goes on, it says another benefit is that one can escape modern society to a certain degree. The 1950s were about families spending time together, eating dinner together, etc. Family dinners and family outings could be implemented to keep everyone connected to one another. So it was a great, stable home life. Right. If you're living in a traditional 1950s household where the dom master is the breadwinner and the sub-slave is the homemaker, the master of the dom, since the sub-slave is taking care of the house, 
the kids, the family, etc., has more time to focus on whatever they wish, such as their career, the future, etc. The slave sub no longer has to worry about having to work and can focus more on hobbies and interests. I don't think Gene Cleaver was really talking about hobbies and interests. <laughs> <laughs> so, John, how do we keep the 1950s alive? Well, there are three main ways that I know of to keep the 1950s alive. Look, I know things. You do? <laughs> Too bad I'm wow. reading this from somebody else. <laughs> I'm sure there are more. I'm just writing about the ways I'm familiar with. Feel free to mix and match these. It's entirely up to you. All right. So first, so look at the 1950s. You can be single or attached to implement this. The look of the 50s would include everything from 50s clothes to entertainment to transportation to housewares. It could entail capturing the aesthetic of the era in one way or another. The second is the feeling of the 1950s. The 50s were thought of as being wholesome, good-natured, and innocent. Men were gentlemen, and women were ladylike. Everyone knew their roles and performed the daily tasks to the best of their ability. Houndouts were never expected, and people were very appreciative of what they were given, including discipline. Many different types of protocols could be used to keep the, these things present. The 1950s were very much about roles. So whatever your role is in your household, it would be very 1950s, to define them clearly and be consistent with them. Polite language protocols could also be implemented to further enforce the feeling of the 1950s, such as saying yes sir and yes ma'am instead of saying yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch please. Discipline spankings were commonplace in the 1950s. Ads and movies were filled with men spanking women during this time. Damn, they were kinky. Yeah, they were. Spankings were acceptable as long as they were, weren't degrading or abusive. Disciplinary spankings could be something you could begin using to add a little 1950s flair to your life. If you engage in spanking for play and use it for discipline, please make sure the two are very different. Spanking for discipline should have an adverse effect without being abusive or crossing any hard limits. My master and I have certain implements for kinky spanking and certain implements for discipline spanking. My discipline implement is a wooden ruler, which makes me, which gives me no sexual pleasure. My kinky spanking instrument is a paddle, which I enjoy very much. Bottom line, just make sure that the spanking for discipline does not turn into play or anything sexual. It should serve its purpose of disciplining the individual. Wow. <laughs> okay, she's a bad little girl. Right? All because right. she just needs to be taught a lesson. Apparently. <laughs> the third is the relationship. This is the traditional 1950s MS or DS that was I was referring to in the earlier article. Please note, I fully realize that most people cannot live off only one income. I am merely stating the relationship style or the household structure that most closely resembles the norm of the 50s. This structure can be modified to better suit one's lifestyle in, in today's age. It's completely possible for all parties in a household to work full-time and still have a 1950s dynamic to some degree. Many people may only wish to engage in 1950s role-play. Some common practices of the 1950s that would be great for role-play include heavy petting, bondage, teasing, rubber underwear, and spanking. Ooh. Wow, they were rubber, kinky in the 50s. Rubber underwear? <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> they had rubber underwear in the 50s? You know, and if you go back in certain ads... 
it was amazing, you know, that people and how they put the perspective of men and women being women, always submissive. Mm -hmm. I saw the cigarette ad and it was a woman and she was almost like a bearskin rug. And the husband, she was holding a lighter, you know, she was on the floor as a bearskin rug. And they even put like the rug over her. <laughs> and the man had his his foot on her head and say, a woman always knows her place. Oh, yeah. And I was like, wow. Okay, fuckers. And you know, we're talking about the 1950s and now yeah. it's 2022. Yeah. We're only about 25 years away from it being the 50s again. This is 75 years ago. Almost 100 crazy? years ago. And people are dying to yeah. be this, to have this kind of relationship. Yeah. It's crazy. I think the best part, honestly, was the clothes, but that's just me. But yeah, the <laughs> women, the, yeah, they definitely had a different idea of men and women's roles back then. Women were very much submissive. Yeah. In every household. So relationship types, there are also three basic relationship types that resemble those of the 1950s. Again, feel free to mix and match these. The first is called taken in hand. This is where the head of the household <laughs> holds all, most of the power in the home. Uh, they make the relationship their top priority, makes decisions only with their submissive's best interests in mind. Mm. The second is called the 1950s MS. The, this type of dynamic is where the master holds all or most of the power in this type of relationship. The master can make decisions that suits solely their needs, and they do not need to justify their choices to their slaves. Mm. So master-slave. The third is called domestic discipline. In this type of dynamic, there is again, head of household who holds all or most of the power and makes all or most decisions for the household in this type of relationship. The sub would receive spankings and or corner time, time out for infractions, goodness. Maintenance spankings could also be given. These are spankings giving out for discipline. Not for discipline. Oh, squeeze me. But just to reinforce the head of the household's place of power within the relationship. I don't think I would like this very much. Just to remind them who's in charge. <laughs> exactly. They didn't do anything wrong, but they're still getting a spanking so that you know. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> now remember, these, they, we just said these spankings are not for pleasure. These are disciplined spankings. But this one's just, just because. So... <laughs> This is on kinkyweekly.com, and the author is by Slave Bunny, who is a 1950s power slave and is involved in a wonderful and loving TPE 24-7, or master-slave relationship with her master and husband. She's also the creative director of Kink Weekly. Wow. She's dedicated her life to working on herself mentally, spiritually, and physically and hopes to inspire others to do the same. Through teaching and mentoring, she hopes to help everyone in the kink community as much as she can. Hmm. So. She's also on FetLife as slave underscore bunny 992. Okay. Wow. So one of the things I really picked up from this, we talked about earlier while we were reading, <laughs> is that the dynamic is a little bit different because Everybody has their role, and they're taking care of each other. It's not just, I'm the dom, so you're going to take care of me. No, the dominant or the the head of the household goes out and does their role. They 
the, the breadwinner or the financial support for the family so that they have their role and they go out and take care of them financially while the other one is sit is sitting at home not sitting at home but is taking is taking care of the other parts of the dynamic and taking care of the dom in that way so they're taking care of each other mm -hmm. instead of just one having all the power and and you just do whatever he says and you take care of him he's taking care of you too or she she's taking sure. care of you too so that i can see where there's an attraction to that when yeah. you're taking care of each other. Absolutely. And it just, to a lot of people, it's just a simpler time, I think. Things were a lot, are a lot more defined and a lot less chaotic because everybody knew what they were supposed to do. I don't know. You don't know? I sure? don't know. <laughs> I think you would have liked it. I think you would have liked coming home with your briefcase and, you know, your wife... <laughs> Bent over at the stove. My briefcase, pop it open. I got my little paddle already in my briefcase ready. Like, hey, babe. Oh, hey. I got dinner ready and pin over with her ass hanging out. Yeah, I bet you would. I bet would, you would like that. I would like that, yeah. You know, just her apron and, you know, maybe some panties and a bra or something. She's not allowed to wear panties and a bra. Who gave her permission to do that? <laughs> John wants an all-access pass. She can have an apron on, but her tits better be hanging out. So... <laughs> She has it to protect herself from getting burnt while she's cooking, but she's not cooking now. Dinner's ready. I need to see. Okay. All right. So, <laughs> wow. Wow, wow. Yeah, so, you know, a lot of people take this to the next level, and people do participate in the 50s housewife ritual. We've seen it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I love the fact that they talked about modifying their kitchen to the 1950s, too. You know, it's like, you know... Making the aesthetics of their home, 1950s. Yeah, you love your little pink oven in your kitchen. I do. I do love it. <laughs> I do love it. And it was made in the 50s. Even better. But, um, you know, I think there's there's something interesting to see the evolved time. And like you said, people still want to go back to that time. I think it was a simpler time. I think it was an easier time for a lot of people. But <clears throat> People were a lot more well-mannered, for sure. Definitely. Elegant, stylish, mm -hmm. you know, much more refined in a lot of ways. You come home and put on your rubber panties and have a, have a ginky time and not have to worry about the war or politics. Politics were a lot easier back then, too, I think. So true. <laughs> <laughs> well, World War II had already ended, you know, at that point. Yeah, so, yeah. You know. So I guess there were, there's always been wars, but I don't know. Having to worry about how you're going to pay for your... $1,500 phone wasn't an issue. No, it was certainly not a priority, was it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Einstein once said that technology would ruin the, the human race. and uh, He was not wrong. I don't think he was wrong. <laughs> we are destroying ourselves <laughs> trying to get more and more technology. Technology is what's destroying us. You think so? Well, uh, enjoy our podcast <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> on the technology you have. Destroy your mind by listening to us. <laughs> I'm sure we have fucked up tons of people by now. We have. It fucks me up every time I get on. <laughs> <laughs> Gives so, me a big head. So John and I, uh, <laughs> God, we're going to be interviewing a few people next week. Um, we're going to be speaking with a lovely lady in South Africa, uh, talking about uh, consent, talking about needles, medical play, uh, various assortment of different things. Uh, John and I are prepping for our party. 
Yes. We are only a couple know, weeks away. We're fourteen week four, fourteen days. Excuse me, fourteen days to go. Well, by the time this airs, it'll be twelve. It'll twelve be days 12. to go. Yeah, today's Saturday. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Monday for you all. Um, it's gonna be a great party. It's gonna be great. I gotta get ready. I, how I need to learn how to spin fire if I'm gonna spin fire at this party. I would hope so. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. I would hope so. I wonder if they had the uh, spinning fire back in the 1950s. I don't we know. Just heard about it. But I'm thinking if <laughs> if anybody has a kink on seeing people die, you should come to this party because that's totally happening. <laughs> Look, knock on wood, <laughs> knock on wood, John. It's like saying break a leg. It's good luck for me. All right. It keeps me on my toes, so I know to be careful while I die. Well, okay. let's burn you at the stake. All right. I know. I'm going to go out in a blaze of glory. It's going to be great. Jesus. <laughs> I'm still I'm still recovering from when I burnt my face last week. I uh, you're not missing any hair. You're good. Uh, anyway, stop telling people I'm bald. They'll find out. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you all for listening. We have uh, we have peaked our numbers. We're already in 108 countries. We're almost to 60,000 listens. It's gone above and beyond what we've expected the last. Uh, month especially yeah we've grown a lot we've grown quite a bit and we appreciate you all listening as well so until next time make all your 1950s fantasies become reality